Chut, chut, everybody, and welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gratch, and today i got Star Wars news and talking about episode one, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've already done this whole show before. Uh, I recorded it, and then the whole thing just didn't save. So, yeah. Do the whole thing. Second time. So let's just start right at the top. We got some news about some new books coming out. Some news about some new Star Wars books. Um, Well, actually, first before that, um, I got... Well, some of the release dates for these books actually confirm... Or could confirm my theory about when... The Kenobi series coming out on Disney Plus next year. I think it's coming out late May, then to late June. Like, mid-May to late June is when I think the release schedule is going to be. Because it's six episodes, that's six weeks. If it's one episode each Wednesday, like they're going to do, it's Kenobi. This is the big one, I think. I think Kenobi's their big Star Wars series. Mandalorian, um, but I mean, like, before Mandalorian premiered, I, I, I really think Kenobi was going to be the big one, uh, and then once the Mandalorian debuted, and we, everyone just saw how much of a hit the show was, that is, I think, when, like, I oh, you know, Kenobi's going to be a second, Kenobi's going to be huge, Kenobi, I think, is going to be one of the biggest, uh, TV series in, in history. There's no way that it's not. Everybody is anticipating the show. You know, everyone is excited for Kenobi. Or almost everyone. Um. But yeah. So. Let's get, get right into it. So, these, so there are these two books here about. Obi-Wan and Kenobi. So there were these four book announcements. Two of them are about Kenobi. One of them is like an anthology thing. One of them is set in the sequel era. So let's talk about these Kenobi ones first. This first book is called Star Wars Padawan by Kirsten White. This is a Lucasfilm press book, which means it's a uh, a young adult novel. Don't judge it because it's a young adult book, though. Uh, Lost Stars is a Star Wars young adult novel. It is absolutely phenomenal. It's, uh, It's... a magnificent book. So yeah, so this book, uh, Padawan by Kirsten White, is coming out July 26th, 2022. Obi-Wan Kenobi struggles with his place in the Force as a young Padawan in this coming-of-age adventure. Obi-Wan Kenobi wants to be a... Obi-Wan Kenobi really wants to be a good Padawan. The best Padawan, even. But it's feeling more and more impossible with his new master, Qui-Gon Jinn. All of Obi-Wan's friends are off training to be real Jedi, getting mission experience while he's on Coruscant, practicing his forms and sitting in silent contemplation. Ever since Qui-Gon's former master, Dooku, left the Order, it feels like Qui-Gon has been too busy trying to, prote- trying to connect with the Force or arguing with the Jedi Council to properly train his Padawan. When Obi-Wan finally convinces Qui-Gon to take him on a mission to a remote planet, once explored by ancient Jedi, his master doesn't show up in the morning they are to leave. So Obi-Wan impulsively takes off by himself. 
Upon arriving on the mysterious, lush planet, he encounters a group of teenagers with no adult supervision, and who all seem to have some connection to the Force. Free from the constraints of the Order, Obi-Wan joins them in their daring adventures, but the Padawan side of him keeps questioning the teens' strange relationship to the Force, and to the verdant planet around them, and what all of it might mean to his future. Obi-Wan will test his limits, will test the limits to of his relationship to the Jedi and of the Force in this exciting yet soulful exploration of one of Star Wars' most enduring heroes. This sounds pretty interesting to me. So, like, this book, obviously, it's set... Uh, I'm going to go, like, maybe 10 years? 15 years at the most. Uh, I don't know what 10 years... How, how long was... Uh, Obi-Wan of Padawan. Let's just check that right now. So Obi-Wan a Padawan. Uh, it was 12. Okay, yeah, so he, he was 12. So it's about, so this book is at 13 years, roughly, before episode one. And I think, you know, this book and Master and Apprentice, which if you've not read Master and Apprentice, that's one of my favorite Star Wars books. Um, no, it's nowhere near Light of the Jedi, which I, I think Light of the Jedi is the best Star Wars book there is. But Master and Apprentice, I really like that book. A whole lot. I mean, Qui-Gon's my favorite prequel movie character. So, you know. Um... But we're seeing, like, a very different Obi-Wan in this book. And I think that's really interesting. So, like, maybe, like, this book is going to work really well with Master and Apprentice toward, like, building the Obi-Wan that we know from the rest of the saga. I don't know. I, I, I think that could be cool. I think that could be really, really cool. Um, so, yeah. Star Wars Padawan by Kirsten White, out on store shelves. Uh, it's available for pre-order right now. Uh, the release date is July 26th, 2022. So we got about, what, eight months, nine, nine months, ten months until this book comes out. The other Obi-Wan book in here is called Star Wars Brotherhood by Mike Chen. Now, this is an adult novel uh, published by Del Rey. It's coming out. May 10th, 2022. It's a little bit sooner, just uh, like seven months away. Uh, and this is also available for pre-order right now. So you guys can go and pre-order the Brotherhood book. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker must stem the tide of the raging Clone Wars and forge a new bond as Jedi Knights. The Clone Wars have begun. Battle lines are being drawn throughout the galaxy. With every world that joins the Separatists, the peace guarded by the Jedi Order is slipping through their fingers. After an explosion devastates Cato Numoidia, the jewel of the Trade Federation, the Republic is blamed and the fragile neutrality of the planet is threatened. The Jedi dispatch Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the Order's most gifted diplomatic minds, to investigate the crime and maintain the balance that has begun to dangerously shift. As Obi-Wan 
investigates with the help of a, of a heroic Neumoidian guard. He finds himself working against the Separatists who hope to, to draw the planet into their conspiracy and senses the sinister hand of Asajj Ventress in the mists that cloak the planet. Amid the brewing chaos, Anakin Skywalker rises to the rank of Jedi Knight. Despite the mandate that Obi-Wan travel alone and his former master's insistence that he listen this time, Anakin's headstrong determination means nothing can stop him from crashing the party and bringing along a promising but conflicted youngling. Once a Padawan to Obi-Wan, Anakin now finds himself on equal but uncertain footing with the man who raised him. The lingering friction between them increases the danger for everyone around them. The two knights must learn a new way to work together. They must learn quickly to save Cato Nemoidia and its people from the fires of war. To overcome the threat they face, they must grow beyond Master and Apprentice. They must stand together as brothers. There's a lot in there. A lot in there. Um, first off, this book is going to show us, I think, like, the true beginning of the Clone War. Because it doesn't seem like Ahsoka's in this book. So this book is set between Attack of the Clones and um, Clone Wars movie. You know, you've also got those two episodes. In like season, there's like one episode in season one, one episode in season two that are set before the Clone Wars movie. So you got those in there also. Uh, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited to, to read this book. Um, I, I think it might end with them going to Christophsis. I think it's very possible the book ending with them going to Christophsis. I also think, you know, we're finally going to learn what happened on, um, on Keto Nemoidia. So you got that line from Revenge of the Sith about how that business on Keto Nemoidia doesn't count. We're going to know what that means now. I also wonder if this might be something. If maybe we might see a few scenes from this book. In live action in, in the Kenobi series. If, like, this book was written around those scenes. I don't know. I wonder if that's possible. I, I, I don't think it is. I don't think that's what they could do. I think that's something they could do. I don't think it's what they will do. Um, I, I really... I love that a lot. I love that a lot. I don't know if the timeline's gonna work out as well, but... I think they could. I think they could. Uh, the next book right here, Stories of Jedi and Sith, by or edited by Jennifer Heddle. This book's coming out June 7th, 2022. The battle between good and evil never ends. The brave Jedi, the devious Sith. These iconic heroes and villains embody the struggle between light and dark That that is at the very heart of Star Wars. In this exciting middle-grade anthology, ten acclaimed authors... Imagine all new tales for some of the saga's most popular characters. From Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader, from Obi-Wan Kenobi to Asajj Ventress, and beyond. Complete with beautiful spot illustrations, epic standoffs, cunning plots, courageous action, and ruthless anger are all here in this showcase of the enduring power of one of the greatest movie sagas of all time. Included are stories by the following authors. Roseanne A. Brown... Sarwat Chada, Delilah S. Dawson, Tessa Gratton, Michael Cog, Sam Maggs, 
Michael Marecci, Alex Segura, Vera Strange, Karen Str- and Karen Strong, with illustrations by Jake Bartok. So this book is coming out June 7th. Again, also available for pre-order, the title is Star Wars Stories of Jedi and Sith. Last book, also from Del Rey, so this is an, an, another adult novel. This one I'm most excited for, I think. Star Wars Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher um, coming June 28th, 2022. So Adam Christopher was going to be writing a Mandalorian tie-in novel that was going to be coming out in November of this year. That book was canceled, and I was really sad about because I, I was a little looking forward to that book. Uh, maybe we'd learn some more about Din Djarin and stuff. But, you know, he's doing this book instead. I think this book's probably more important for Star Wars at the moment right now, honestly. You know, I, I love what The Mandalorian is doing on on the big screen. I, I think it's really, really great what they're doing right now. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this this book. Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian return in this essential novel set between Return Jedi and The Force Awakens. The Empire is dead. Near, nearly two decades on from the Battle of Endor, the tattered remnants of Palpatine's forces have fled to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. But for the heroes of the New Republic, danger and loss are ever-present companions, even in this newly forged era of peace. Jedi Master Luke Skywalker is haunted by visions of the dark side. For telling... An ominous secret growing somewhere in the depths of space, on a dead world called Exegol. The disturbance in the Force is undeniable, and Luke's worst fears are confirmed when his old friend, Lando Calrissian, comes to him with reports of a new Sith menace. After his daughter was stolen from his arms, Lando searched the stars for any trace of his lost child, but every new rumor only led to dead ends and fading hopes until he crossed paths with Ochia Bestoon a Sith assassin tasked with kidnapping a young girl. Ochi's true motives remain shrouded to Luke and Lando, for on a junkyard moon, a mysterious envoy of the Sith Eternal has bequeathed a sacred blade to the assassin, promising they will give him answers to the questions that have haunted him since the Empire fell. In exchange, he must complete a final mission, return to Exegol, with the key to the Sith's glorious rebirth, the granddaughter of Darth Sidious himself, Rey. As Ochi hunts Rey and her parents to the edge of the galaxy, Luke and Lando race to the mystery of the Sith's lingering shadow and aid a young family running for their lives. So this book's doing what Star Wars books have always done, what Star Wars books have always been meant to do, and that's fill in the gaps of the films. It's filling in the gaps left by Rise of Skywalker. And I, I, I think that, you know, the Rise of Skywalker needs to be built out a lot. I think the whole sequel trilogy ne- needs to be built, built out a lot, particularly Episode Nine. I think that there are a lot of things in Episode Nine that need explaining. And this book, I think, is really going to help, you know, that happen. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a theory. I'm going to make this right now. A theory about the dagger. Because it looks like the dagger 
is a big part of the story. My theory about the dagger. And I'll give some partial credit to Yvonne, because Yvonne did help me. Um, I, so we, we, we sort of, like, bounce ideas off each other about how this theory could work. Is this... Is the dagger... Could be... It, it could have some sort of force sentience. The, the Yeah, the, the dagger might have some sort of force sensitivity. And that could then have that it, it it would allow like it it wouldn't be out of the question or impossible to think that maybe Palpatine or maybe the dagger sort of influenced the Falcon to crash in that specific spot. Or for Ray to stand in that specific spot. You know, I I, I think that's something that's very possible for them to do in this book is to explain that if they do that would be awesome if they don't it's it's fine that that's my head canon and yeah i really think with star wars the only stuff that's truly truly 100 canon is the stuff that we see on screen it's only stuff we see on screen that's truly canon the books are nice, the comics are fun a lot of the time, but it's really stuff on screen that I feel is truly Star Wars canon. So, Grief Karga himself, um, Carl Weathers, who, uh, you know, he, he played Grief Karga in... The first two seasons of The Mandalorian, uh, it's been reported that he's returning, uh, that he will be reprising his role of the character in The Book of Boba Fett uh, this year and then in, into early next year. Uh, he also directed season two, episode four, chapter 12, The Siege, which I thought was a lot of fun. I thought it was a great episode last season. But he tweeted... He tweeted on Tuesday that, and he he's, he tweeted, Mandalorian season th- number three begins for yours truly on, on tomorrow. Grief Cargo will, will be back on Disney Plus. Hashtag be peace. So yeah, so he started shooting on Wednesday. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so happy that they're back. They're filming. Seems like if he's there, they've already shot at least one episode. You know, maybe season three is coming along a little quicker than anticipated. You know, maybe we could get it sooner. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I I really don't know. Um. But yeah, I am very excited for man for the third season of the Mandalorian. I'm so excited for third season Mandalorian next year. It is going to be special. It's going to be really special. That's that's the main one. That's the main one. Mando is the main one. So, you know, the the other shows, you know, The Bad Batch, 
It's really good. Uh, I I liked Visions a lot more than I thought I was going to. Final season, The Clone Wars was absolutely mind blowing. But The Mandalorian, that's 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 the big one on Disney Plus. Um, I think that might be all the news. I think that might be old news. So let's now get into. Oh well. Oh, uh, last thing, the IATSC strike is not going to happen. We'll talk m- more about that next week because I'm tired. I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm tired. I don't really want to talk about the IATSC thing right now. I gotta. I, I still got to do my research on it. We'll talk about that next week. So we're now talking about the Phantom Menace. Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Directed by George Lucas. Written by George Lucas. And produced by Rick McCallum. So, I'm going to start by talking about what I really love about this movie. I, you know, I already said in this episode, Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn is my favorite character from the three prequel films. I think that Qui-Gon is a character who has a lot of history behind him. And that's something you can tell as soon as he walks on screen. As when we first see Qui-Gon, like this is a guy who's been around. He's seen some stuff. He he he's seen some stuff and that's only expanded upon uh, after his death in Attack of the Clones and then in Revenge of the Sith and also in the Clone Wars series and, and in other books and comics. We've really gotten to explore uh, the life of Qui-Gon Jinn. And I really love that. I think that he's such a complex character and there's a lot... There's. I'd love to see a Qui-Gon Jinn Disney Plus miniseries. Like, six episodes. Just six episodes. I'd love to see that. I'd really love... To see that. Because I think there's a lot that they could do there. That would be really interesting. There's so much there they could do. Uh, I also love... The John Williams score. I think that Duel of the Fates is probably the best... Is one of the greatest film compositions of all time. It is. Duel of the Fates is an absolutely genius composition. And then... I love the story also. I really love the story of all three prequels. And the story that they come together to form... More than the originals. More more than the originals. I think that the political intrigue of the prequels, and again, it's only we only see more of that in the Clone Wars. Um, we're gonna see it in the Acolyte also. I'm I'm excited for the Acolyte because that's prequel era. That's prequel era. I'm excited. I'm so excited for Acolyte guys. Um. February 2023. So, so far away. We are 
about 16 months from the Acolyte premiering on Disney+. Plus. Um, Darth Maul is awesome. Darth Maul is awesome. It only gets better in Clone Wars. A lot of things from this movie get better in Clone Wars, I've come to realize. Um, but if you guys have not seen this documentary on the making of The Phantom Menace... It's called The Beginning, Making Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Uh, just look up Star Wars The Beginning documentary on YouTube and you'll find it immediately. It's official. It's straight from the Star Wars YouTube channel. But I'm just going to play this here. This is about a two-minute clip or so of George Lucas, Rick McCallum, and a bunch of other people. Their first reaction to seeing Star Wars Episode 1, The Beginning. That was the title and then it was changed. But yeah, but this is the rough cut. It's the first time the movie's ever been screened. Here you go. We've got a little bit of work to have us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everybody here? Yeah. Everybody awake? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. short scenes. It's bold in terms of jerking people around, but I may have gone too far in a few places. In a space of about 90 seconds, you know, you go from lamenting the death of, you know, a hero, to escape, to slightly comedic with Jar Jar, you know, to mm -hmm. Anakin returning with his little kind of tag. It's a lot, and, and you know, it's a, and really, it's a very short time. Uh, boggles the mind. I mean, I've thought about this quite a bit, and the tricky part is you almost can't take any of those pieces out of there now, because no, each one kind of yeah it takes, takes you, you to the next place, the next and you can't you can't jump. No, I don't, I don't know where you are. You think about the very first Star Wars, sitting in there. Yeah, no, I know. And it starts open. You don't know what the hell. I, I do a particular kind of movie, of which this is consistent, but it is a very hard movie to follow, and at the same time, I've done it a little more extremely than I've ever done in the past. It's stylistically designed to be that way, and you can't undo that, but we can diminish the effects of it. We can slow it down a little bit so that if it's intense for us, yeah, we don't know what you know, a regular person's going to go nuts. We'll start cracking again tomorrow. You know, uh, a regular person's going to go nuts. If you're not like me, if you're not like George, you're going to go nuts. <laughs> But yeah, that's George's, um, I would really recommend watching this documentary, guys. Um, the behind the scenes for all three prequels, are they're so well documented. It's really something special, in, in my opinion. I don't think we see a lot of behind the scenes footage anymore like we saw for the, um, the prequel movies. But, yeah, I don't really feel like talking negatively about this movie. I really don't. Um, there are, it, it, it's not a great movie. It's not a great movie. Jar Jar's annoying. Jar Jar's annoying. But, you know, he was supposed to be Sith. Supposed to be Sith. 
Or at least he, he was supposed to be more than what we initially saw him as. Because Jar Jar is the key to all this. If we can get Jar Jar working. Straight from George. Um, first time I saw this movie. It was first grade, seven years old. December 2012. Uh, nine years ago. I got all three prequels on DVD for my birth, for, uh, not my birthday, for Christmas. And I was just so excited. was so excited because I'd been watching the Clone Wars, um, season four at the, no, season five at the time. So it was, it was just about, uh, wrapping up, you know, and I'd seen the, the original films. I've been playing the Lego games and stuff. And I saw The Phantom Menace. And I absolutely loved it. Even the political stuff. Even the political stuff. I love the, the political stuff. I love everything about Star Wars. And I think that the prequels, the prequels are my Star Wars. The prequels are, are my Star Wars. And I think that they're just... You know, George did go a little bit more extreme here, as as we can see. But stylistically designed to be that way. We can't undo that, but we can mend it. <laughs> Love that line so much. Sort of boggles the mind. It's bold in terms of jerking people around. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to be it for this week, guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, if you're a Marvel fan, go and check out another Marvel podcast. We're covering the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies right now. Because we got No Way Home in about two months. And I cannot wait for it. Uh, so we're going through the Maguire films. Uh, I'm recording the first one tomorrow. And then we're going to be going into the uh, Amazing Spider-Man movies. I'm excited for that. Super excited for that. So, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for, for, for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. The Force will be with you always. I have spoken.